This is Kent Davidson. I'm here with my brother. Chris Davidson. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're doing a preview today of the Liverpool-Bournemouth game. Uh, Liverpool look to rebound after their stunning and shocking loss to West Ham, or um, Watford. That was horrible. I was at a bar watching that, and I thought I was going to cry. It was it was that. Yeah, rough one. That was well. Uh, anyways, we'll we'll talk about that in our in our post game wrap up. So the format of our podcast is we do a game preview of all Liverpool games, and at halftime we'll talk about the first half, and at full time we'll do a full game review plus a match of the week preview. And this week's match will be the Man Manchester Derby, the hundred and eighty third Manchester Derby, I believe. Man City, Man United, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So a little, a few changes today. Burnmouth come in at the bottom of the table, which in many cases would indicate that Liverpool is going to go to town, clean up, and and move on. But we ran into Watford last week, which they were in the relegation zone, and we saw how that turned out. So yeah, really. Um, I'm a little nervous. It looks like we've got some changes. Uh, Allison being held out for injury. Um, Andy Robertson also not not even on the bench. He's been pulled out. They did put Joe. They did put Joe Gomez in after Lovren's terrible performance. But <laughs> instead of a normal left backer, it's James Milner. Oh, trusty. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think they're just a little bit tired of having no leadership in the squad. I don't think that Van Dyke was really the person that they thought they could lean on uh, in the shows in the past couple of games. Um, with Allison out, they need somebody in there that can calm everybody down and make sure they play the way they want to. I mean, Milner's proven himself before, but you know, with a team like Bournemouth, it really shouldn't matter who you play at left back with our attackers. I would hope so. Uh, the one thing that concerns me, uh, it's interesting, the, the Burnmouth coach has put uh, the same formation in place, the 3-3-4 that Jurgen Klopp is using. One thing that concerned me from last week's Watford game was the play through the midfield. Fabinho and that that triangular relationship between Fabinho, Virgil van Dijk, and Lovren last week clearly... Mm-hmm. Something was off, and that first goal was just uh, was just atrocious and shocking. Yeah, I was I was not I was very confused because they don't you know that was a Trent Alexander Arnold problem. So I'm I'm a little concerned that the form of the back four has been deteriorating. I agree with that. I think they looked a little lazy. I just. Watching Trent and, and Van Dyke move, they were just kind of walking around. Their passes were all weak, sluggish. No one was getting in front of the ball. And then, you know, the problem with the midfield is we don't have a key passer or right. somebody to, to or even somebody to you know, beat a, a line of defense off the dribble. And Bournemouth is the same exact team as Watford is. Same amount of goals for, same amount of points, same spot in the in the table. But I still think we're going to see something a little different. I think Ox is a big deal in that midfield. I think he'll be good going forward. Well, I'm hoping that that uh, although Hendo's not playing, I hope he tore them open 
after that game, you know. Mm. And it's one thing to lose when another team plays well, but they just look sloppy. I mean, Allison did everything that he could. I'm pretty sure he got hit in the face yeah. like three times trying <laughs> to make saves, you know, doing everything that he could. And they're leaving him out on an island, and it, there was just no communication. There, there was no mm-hmm. form. Everybody looked lazy. And the worst part is that it carried over into that FA Cup match against Chelsea, and they just, yes. you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Klopp's uh, lineup at the time. I think that Takumi, um, I don't know how to say his name, Minamino, Minamino, yep. you know, and Leilana was in there as well. It just, I, I don't know if he just was throwing darts and praying to God that he hit something. That's or what it is. Or he's just kind of given up on the treble, and now he's just going to look for the UEFA double. Because Honest, honestly, I just am confused with his selection at all. I don't know why he mixed a couple guys and left, you know, Van Dyke on there. Why not give him a break? Van Dyke's played him pretty much every single game, right. uh, and he's I thought looked the worst in the past couple weeks. Um, but if they're not Caring about the, the FA Cup, why not just give it to the young kids again? No expectation there. Now we're just looks bad because we're three games in a row where we haven't scored a goal and still looks like we're, you know, in a really bad run of form. I agree. And I think the the key to today's game, in my, is they have to run that through uh, Wynaldum. I think that, that right-hand side of uh, Milner, Wynaldum, Mane and Firmino really has to play well today. Um, and Firmino has been, you know, although he's had that that home scoring drought for some reason where he hasn't scored at Anfield in like 15 games or whatever it might be, um, he's still so critical to getting Mane on the ball and uh, and scoring and goals scored inside that that penalty area. And the one thing with Milner being in the back that concerns me is they use, you know, Robo literally is a robot, and that guy can run yeah. for miles, it seems like. So are they going to have to pull back and not have that outside winger and let Jorginho, uh, Wijnaldum, and Fabinho take command? Or what do you think is going to happen with, those, with that Milner being in place instead of Robo? I mean, he's fit. You know, James Milner, he's always the one that's the most fit coming into preseason camp. He never lets you down there. Uh, pace is obviously an issue for him, but it really depends on how Bournemouth's set up. Uh, my biggest hope is that they think, okay, Liverpool are a little down. We can push out and go at them, and then we just destroy them on the counterattack. Um, but if they sit back and we have to possess, I'm scared. Like I said, yeah. we don't have a key passer. The key would there would be moving ox forward let him roam a little bit uh and let him try and dribble through but if you know if they're gonna sit back we can push trent high we can push push james high the one thing i would like to see and i think this would be the key if it, if it works or if they do it and it'll probably work sorry uh is to have sadio mane and mo instead of leaving them out on the wings have them tight inside the the outside right. backs right. Um, to past couple games they've been leaving them out on the wing uh, but we, they just had really good outside backs. Uh, they've had the teams have had a lot of good people in the midfield, and it's been a, a stretched midfield because uh, they don't have to worry about the fact that no one can dribble through or pass. And I think if you can put them inside the two outside backs between the center back and the outside backs, uh, I think Sadio Mane and Masal see a lot more success than they would hanging out on the wings trying to beat them on the, dri- on the dribble. 
Yeah, and and uh, the thing that I'm kind of concerned is Mo Salah's performance lately. Normally, he's kind of a closer to a sniper, and mm-hmm. he even in some cases he he typically is a um, a passer. In but lately, I don't know what his deal is. He's been very selfish, and he hasn't been scoring as much and if you don't have if you have that guy on the field and he's not scoring he's really just useless pretty much and if he he uh, it is an interesting thing that's going on between the front three because i mean it's only three games i'll give him that it's only three games um chelsea's a good opponent atletico's a good opponent but they're just not they're not they don't even look interesting that's the biggest concern right. the team itself does not look interesting going forward they look like they're trying to be someone they're not and like you know i said to you last week in a text they need to get back to rock and roll football put the ball forward let the boys run go get the ball and you know if they lose it then press like you know how to press right. like a team and and don't fear anybody we're playing with a little fear we're playing with possession being cute just go out there and play today it's anfield go have a little fun i'm kind of hoping that that you know the being in the immortals would have been nice and i hope mm-hmm. i hope most of the liverpool fans out there don't lose sight that they're still going to win the title uh, barring an epic collapse which i will probably yep. never watch football again if if Liverpool throws away the title <laughs> on this one, I'll just, I'll just give uh, up. Yeah. I will never watch football again. Um, you know, if they win today, that puts them three matches out, I believe, from claiming the title, which is, you know, it's it's no small feat, which I think that a lot of teams, the two Robbies, which is a great podcast for those of you who mm-hmm. listen and, and consume a lot of football content, the, the two Robbies kind of said that, let's not overlook the impressive record that Liverpool put together this during this run. I mean, they're just, they've been just destroying people in the, in the, the EPL. And I'm hoping that that Watford loss relieves some of that tension. They want to play loose. They want to play free and go out there and just kind of, you know, kick some ass basically. Just get back to it. And they, you know, the biggest thing, Hey, let's go prepare for, you know, champions league matchup. And right. He's got a really strong side, and a lot of people said, you know, if they don't win this game, well, will Liverpool really have to worry? If they don't win this game, people will be upset. But like you said, look at their their record any year. And, you know, we've been watching since, you know, Torres era back in 2007. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen something like this since then. And it's just good, you know, just go out there. It's still an amazing season. We can't get hurried yet. Do we have to worry for a Champions League if we lose this game? Yes. The biggest thing is they're at home. Bournemouth has the most away losses, as I'm seeing on the TV right now. And it's just they're in relegation zone. No, They have no reason to be part of this game. Uh, I think Mo Salah, yeah, he'll have a big... He'll have a big game. He loves playing at home. He's got a great scoring record at home. And I just think, you know, the the sports books are giving Liverpool two goals. So, or are favoring Liverpool with two goals. So, you know, let's just, I, I think they'll blow them out. I think four to one. I don't think one. that, uh, I don't think Adrian will keep the clean sheet after his performance oh. against Chelsea. He didn't look, <laughs> but, uh, he didn't look too uh, stellar against Chelsea, which was a little concerning. Yeah, in that 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 goalie let in against uh, 
Will Willian, where he just kind of put his arms down, looked like the old Fabian Barthez volleyball that we the loved. Volleyball play. <laughs> that was so and, weird. Uh, yeah. He looked like he was channeling his inner 2020 David De Gea, where he just like looks completely yeah. confused about what's going on in the world. Well, he is completely confused. Let's not forget we got this guy uh, as a free agent. That's uh, true. You know, he's, <laughs> but That's now true. we're back where we started the season. It's no Allison. Let's just go. It's four four one for me. Four one. What's the mm-hmm. what's the line on the or the uh, the you know Liverpool uh, Liverpool minus two, um, and the goals are under three. So I think our over under is three. So that's not so bad. Take, so you take the over on on both. I'm take taking the, Liverpool minus two, and I'm taking. The game total over three. Over three. Ooh, yep. look at you! Might be winning some money today. I do. Well, I do agree with big. you. I think. I, I think they're gonna smash Bournemouth. I think that the mad scientist has and um, putting James Milner on there as well as um, Andy Robertson or not Andy Robertson. I'm sorry, Jordan Henderson's. Yeah. Probably tore into them over the past few days, saying, you know, like, what the hell are we doing? We need to go out there and and win a freaking game because this is getting embarrassing. Um, and it, it, all the, all the accounts, you know, you read everything that, that they talk about is that they're not happy with just winning. They want to dominate. Well, then they need to show it today. That's true. If they want to dominate, they want to show that they're not just cruising along, waiting for champions league and just happy to be out there. They need to go do it today. I hope so. I need I need something good good in my day. This my sports world is kind of crumbling around me if Liverpool loses this game. So yeah. Um, well, that's all we have for now. The game's about to start bright and early here at seven thirty in the United States, and we'll be back at halftime with more of the Red Fort. See you guys soon. Good afternoon, good morning, good day, whatever time of it day it is for you. Welcome back to the Red Fort. It is now halftime of the Liverpool Bournemouth game. And Thankfully. Wow, what a what a lot to unpack there, man. I tell you what. Um I almost crapped my pants on that first goal. Uh I thought I mean, it was a foul and you know the the, the ongoing VAR discussion continues i still think that they got to figure that out i mean it's worse than the nfl right now it's but it's so soft such a soft foul and i mean what does he do afterwards nothing he puts his hands up jogs around thinks maybe var might sell this no you gotta play it's gotta be a clear and obvious mistake he did shove and yes it was a foul say that but come on you gotta do better afterwards stop stop crying about it well, that's what always makes me – that's what always gets me going with some of this stuff is Joe Gomez clearly realized the error of his ways and has been playing like a madman. You know, mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes, Burnmouth came out with their hair on fire. They were running around like a bunch of crazy people trying to to, to draw first blood, and they absolutely did. Um, yeah. You know, as much as that probably was a foul, I still think that that was a great piece of of football on the back end. The two or three passes. I mean, 
they look just flat. They're com- they they did exactly what we said they shouldn't do. They were complacent. They were flat. Their defense showed no form. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabinho just looks like he he was he's almost been game planned out at this point in time. He's running around like a a lunatic, and they're running the ball through Line Album and Ox. And the, the strikers, I mean, as good, you know, two goals is great. We're up 2 1. Yep. But it, they just look sloppy. I mean, Salah looks like he's, he thinks he's freaking Pele or something. And then. All right, Mane, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give some credit to Salah. Salah, I think, has been the best only because he's moving a lot more. I mean, I can't right. even find the guy on the field. He's, he's swapped with Arnold, he's picking up. A deep, almost in a like an attacking midfield role. Then he's center forward. Then he's on the wing. So he's he's getting in good positions. He's just I, I don't know. People have such a hard time with Mo Salah, but I just don't think he gets everything that he needs to be as good as he can be. And you know they go up and he he does he's asking for the ball at his feet, doesn't get it there. And Mane, I guess, is going to get first half man of the match with an assist and a goal, but. He just looks. I just his passes are so bad. Decision making's a little sloppy. Casual. He had just. that one. It, it's been like he's there, you know. And I think he made a good point before the game. They need to get back to that rock and roll. And I think after that first goal, they kind of you kind of saw it. Yep. They were much more physical than they've been in the past few weeks. I mean, even even on the sidelines after the play, kind of stuff you're seeing where. Joe Gomez runs that guy off the pitch and just knocks his ass out. Yeah, being um, it's much more it's much more physical, and I think that that's the way that it has to be for Liverpool. You know, they're they are that as technically savvy as they are, they have to be that kind of bulldoze you. Exactly, and that's and I'm you know I'm watching the replays of the goals right now, and it's just it's exactly what I said. Keep them narrow, and and don't keep the ball. The, the, the first goal started because of this. How many times does Nathan Ake touch the ball in the center back position? Maybe once or twice. Virgil van Dyke touches the ball 40, 50 times in the first 10 minutes. We don't need the ball at his feet. Right. We right. need it up there. And then they score the goal because we're playing around, being cute. They go direct. But, you know, we score our goals off of getting the ball up front to our playmakers. It doesn't work out. So we press and we beat them on the counter. That's two goals off the Absolutely. counter because, you know, we're just we're not keeping the ball as much. Why are we the ones playing possession? Why don't we right. make teams possess against us? You want to sit back? Fine. Here, have the ball. Now what are you going to do? And clearly, Bournemouth can't really handle keeping the ball, uh, but they can't be direct either because we're just swarming them. And I just think they should keep it going. Stay narrow. I mean, Bobby Firmino, I haven't seen much out of him yet, but I think he'll play a big role in the, in the second half when Bournemouth goes to press. I think you'll see a lot of more action out of him. He's a uh, – I love watching him, man. He's so silky when he touches the ball. It's just mm. like – he just has these little like – these. there was a couple uh, transactions between him and, and Mane where it was just like – these smallest little touches that are insane high difficulty, but he makes it look so effortless. And he's just, it almost is like, it's like just another day hanging out in Brazil, just playing football (laughs) on the beach with his buddies. Like, and you know, he's not really in a, he's not really a much of a defender. He's like the James Mm -hmm. Harden of the EPL where (laughs) he like, he can score and he's got all these like tricks up his sleeve, but you're not really counting on him to play defense. No, Um, you can all, 
always work ethic and you're right you, you don't really see much of him and everyone knows he's that cog you know that all the teams are looking for the unselfish center forward and he right. really does have those nice, like, just one touch. It's all he really needs, but I still think he can do a little bit more. Good chance for him. It's a great save, but that's what you're looking for. Get it in behind. Get it. Just throw it in there. Let the boys right. do their thing. They can finish. Well, I think that Salah and Mane have proven that they can go and score. I thought Firmino was going to rip a hole in the net on that one chance he had. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he was getting pushed in the back. Still just a great move. Um, I think that Liverpool is – they've – Hopefully they've snapped out of their kind of technically let's be let's be the next Barcelona you know the the old messy Barcelonas where they had like eighty five percent percent possession instead let's just we're just gonna run you over and we're gonna we're gonna outwork you we're gonna out hustle you which is the identity of the madman Jurgen Klopp and and you know it we started I could we probably look back at the recording I said exactly how it would be if they sat back. And you see Milner sitting up there like a winger, Trent as a winger, and it just it doesn't work out. You just got to get the ball. The team's too compact that we're going against. Right. You got to open them up. Just throw the ball in there. Make them move into position to attack and right. go get them. Throw them off a little bit. But I, I'm still I'm still pretty good with the bets here. I still feel on that four to one. <laughs> well, you you did have the the prop bet you told me about that. You, I know. You right said, after we stopped recording. Is uh he had a first goal in the first 15 minutes and unfortunately it was not a Liverpool goal but it was still Bournemouth a couple of other things um Jurgen Klopp is probably the funniest dude I wish they had a camera just on him new look yeah Yeah. if they yeah he shaved I don't know if that was because they lost or just because he was yeah but the uh the one thing that's really funny is after they scored that first goal he is like screaming at the sideline official i love it it's i mean the guy's an absolute maniac i I, and you know you can you can see his frustration boiling over with some of the the touches up front and the passes yes um you can kind of catch him and the 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 commentators mentioned you know jürgen klopp is furious (laughs) which is fantastic to hear well he's just he's so emotional he takes everything personal I love how he's getting at the referees. It's not their problem. I, I think it's funny that, I mean, I guess they could have called the foul on Joe Gomez early, but, you know, he's, he's just, that's what he does. And he loves he loves playing at Anfield because he loves getting the crowd into it. And he's just angry now, right? More angry than usual. And I yeah. think it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> he's, he's lost his goddamn mind in this game. I, I don't know if he's, if that, the, the getting scored on first and that penalty and then the kind of lackluster performance of Salah and Mane have just kind of sent him over the edge. But he is going to lo- he's going to kill somebody in that locker room at halftime. Uh, I think they're going to have to sacrifice Adam Lallana or something. I, I think, uh, yeah, he's probably not too happy still. He still wants more. And that's why I'm sticking to that 4-1. Four one. Four I one. think, yeah. And I think, uh, I think that, Mane's going to come off, even though he's on the hat, or he's uh, looking for a good game. I think he'll come off, and Origi, for some reason, will probably make an appearance. Can't stand that guy. Why not? Um, He's the hero of UEFA Champions League last year. That's fine. He had a great couple of games, (laughs) but he's just, this season, he's lazy, slow. I just, I don't buy into him right now. He cut his his braids, man. He had all of his power with his braids. 
Well, he'll probably make an appearance. Lalana will come on for maybe Fabinho. I don't know, Fabinho, maybe Ox. Um, that's my prediction. Four to one. Who's going to score? I'll say Salah's going to net the hat trick on this one. Oh, that's bold. That was a hell of a goal for the terrible great pass finish. that Monte gave him. That was a great. I mean, he made he made the defender and he slotted it in the corner. And you know, that's high skill of, or high degree of difficulty with a low uh, chance of success. But wow. that was that was awesome. That's right. Get him on his left foot. You never know what's going to happen with that guy. That's true. He is a sniper with his left foot. I just hope that they they can figure out what to do with this counter attack because they just they seem. It's like Burnmouth is punching him in the mouth a little bit, and you know you know it's coming. Everybody watching knows it's coming, except Joe Gomez and Virgil Van Dyke for some reason. Yeah, and they, there's something off between their pairing. I don't know if it's because I think Brandon Dyke's still a little tired. I think he needs a rest, but yeah. uh, I think what you're going to see a lot here from Bournemouth is is lumping it forward, kind of trying to get it onto a target player, and I think we'll deal with it pretty well as long as they're willing to. Uh, to cover it they just don't cover they recover uh, and that's kind of where we've missed out a lot of things they're just they expect to win the ball and they they just don't cover to begin with and then they're recovering and then that's where they make some of the mistakes but it'll be interesting to see what happens because it's been three games that uh, we've been we haven't had a lead so now we have a lead what does the other team do and that's why I think it'll open up big I don't think Bournemouth has the stamina. They already looked exhausted from our pressing. So that's why I think it'll open up probably two more on the counter. I'm feeling Moose Salah. Yeah, I agree. I think that this the game, this is where Liverpool can really play well is when they're playing from ahead because it's hard for teams, like you said, to really press and defend at the same time because I think you saw it on that second goal. Their entire team was ready moving forward on the counterattack, and Mane yeah. smartly stayed with Ake on the back line and just waited for Virgil van Dyke to slot him a good pass. And that was perfect. Yeah, it was that was good. That was um, I, I'm I'm happy with their performance. I think that if they can keep up the intensity, they'll be they'll be good looking into the second half. Absolutely. Just keep the, you know, just keep the hybrid thing. Don't do the whole possession. Be cute. Do throw a little bit of long ball in there, and I think they'll be fine. Right. It's uh, the kind of the Mourinho philosophy. If you're, you don't have to win possession because you're more likely to make mistakes when you have the ball. You can't exactly. make a mistake when you're not on the ball. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, that is our halftime recap. We're look still looking for a four to one victory with Liverpool. And we'll be back at the end of the game with uh, a post-game wrap-up and a preview of the Manchester Derby. See you then. Pumping, getting the crowd on their feet as we are here again with the Red Ford podcast. Sorry, that was my attempt at a British action. Apologize for all of our British fans. Uh, I wasn't bad. Do that again. <laughs> uh, not a lot. Not a very. Not too exciting for the second half. There's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, first was Liverpool seems to have kept their form, although they weren't as physical or aggressive as they could have been. Um, it looks like they were happy with the two to one win. The shot by Mane was pretty awesome. I thought that that was. 
that was going in. I think if he had curled it just a little bit more, he probably would have had Ramsfeld beat, and um, that would have been a goal, and you would have won your money. <laughs> Hell yeah, the true. And I just am watching as Klopp is doing his fist bumps. He's doing the hey, 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 rally fist bump. The the noise that the crowd made at the end of the, of the half made it seem like they hadn't won in ages or they just won a small yeah. cup. They were so hey. happy. I think hey. it was a little uh, sarcastic, but just hilarious to see. Definitely relieved. They, just, they needed this big time. Um, I'll take the hit on the bets there. I was close. I was close. Should have been. Close. But well, then now, again, yeah, it could have been two to two, though. <laughs> they yeah, they had their chances to equalize. So I'll, I'll be all right with losing a few dollars here. 22 straight home wins since a new top flight record, which mm. is astonishing. Yeah. Hopefully they'll continue along this march toward more records, including points and wins in a Premier League season. Um, I would like to see... Bobby Firmino get his get his groove back. He missed uh, what basically amounts to an open hitter in the Premier okay. League. He sailed that one. I was I, I think I texted you, Bobby and all caps. Bobby, fifteen Bs. So, um, pretty good, pretty good second half though. Uh, um, I'm I'm pleased with the result. I think they shored up defensively, and mm-hmm. one thing that's got me a little concerned is that that free kick. Um, the defense on that free kick where they, they probably should have scored if Wilson hadn't been a terrible footballer and got that ball stuck <laughs> under his foot. Yeah, yeah and it's a, a lot of it comes down. I mean, Alexander-Arnold is just, he looked terrible in the second half. Just oh, leggy, man. barely making his he way around the pitch. and whew. He was slow. He couldn't hit a cross. I mean, it just looked, he looked very out of sorts. And that's been the story for them, and and that that the free kick, which you're talking about, set pieces in general, they just haven't been the greatest defensively. Even in the first half, when uh, Adrian was forced to make a save, I mean, huddled at the front post, the ball is at the back post. Van Dyke's by himself, misses it, and a free header for Nathan Ake. Luckily, today, luckily, Bournemouth. Played like they're in the relegation zone. Yeah. <laughs> because if they, I mean, the Wilson chance where Miller was, you know, I made fun of his pace on the uh, the pregame talk, but you know, there he is coming up a huge for us, and you yeah. know, a missed opportunity for Mackey again in the second half, and more Wilson. I mean, I've never seen a center forward kick the ball backwards standing <laughs> in front of the net, but I'm happy he did it. It was just, I mean. Even, you know, concerning Adrian is, you know, we talked about that earlier at the beginning of the season when they had Adrian over Allison. It was the Van Dyke and Lovren and Matei for Gomez were so solid and there was no defensive breakdowns. It almost seemed like they were, they were, they were realized like, okay, we know who's in goal. We got to kind of get it together. And Adrian looked just lost today. Like he was just... (laughs) The one header he he didn't know what to do with. Um, some of those parries, his yeah. his positioning and his form was just kind of weird. The Superman punch, the Superman punch, and that one. I mean, it's, I thought, oh god, I thought he was gonna break his damn neck doing that. He's doing. I mean, he's doing. I guess what he needs to do. He's he's doing a good job coming off his line. I didn't really think he was much of a mobile goalkeeper, but you know, he's doing a good job getting the ball, clearing it, and. 
I, I was a little didn't think Bournemouth really played all that great in the second half. I was kind of surprised by how they went out, but you know he really kind of cut down the long ball, so that's what we needed. And credit to him, he's he wins a lot of games, uh, Adrian, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. being a backup. It's just uh, you know. It, it, I hope that they don't play like this against Atletico Madrid. I think that they're going to have to. But that is at home. Um, I guess we can, since the second half was relatively um, quiet, except for the hero James Milner makes one of the best saves I've ever seen outside of um, probably uh, John Terry kicking it off the goal line at Chelsea. John Terry, classic. Um, but, you know, great hustle play. I think that's what they needed. They needed a, a workhorse like that. Um, yeah. And usually that's Henderson, who's running around like a maniac on the field, just all over. Um, but Milner was there today. He played hard. I thought he was not necessarily the man of the match, but he was running. He was yelling. He was getting people up and making sure that they were keeping form. So they yeah. they really needed – they benefited from that, that the wise old man's um, – on-field presence. Yeah, and I think, you know, he gave that leadership that we talked about that they were kind of missing. And I think there's a lot of people who will look at Van Dyke and Arnold and um, and Gomez and just kind of say, we're not scared of you at this point. We don't have right. to worry about you. And, you know, we talk about squad depth, but they don't really have anyone else to put back there. I'm surprised the team they came out with, but it was good to see that they really took it as this is a must win for us, for our pride, for our fans, for our club, that they, you know, this is a must win. And, you know, they, they won. They did whatever they needed to. And if you look back on this season, the games that they have won, they haven't been all four nothing blowouts. They've been right. some one nothing, two ones, three twos, 90th minute. So they just, they've just found a way to win. And that is the difference today than the other three games and that we just lost is, they've found a way to win. They finally got back to that kind of mentality. Well, I think that's the shift from last year as well that you see. Um, you know, last year in a game like this, they probably would have lost just because they are they just couldn't be, find a way to put it together and put goals yeah. and put balls in the back of the net. And these, those are the games last year that killed them when they ended up losing the title by one point. Um, so moving forward, they can now clinch. Now this would be just epic. If they can, <laughs> if they continue, if both them and Manchester City continue to win, they can clinch the uh, Premier title. League title at the Etihad in Manchester City the next time they play. So, and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it won't happen. I would love to see it because it would be, uh, you know, just an epic storyline and true poetry in the game of football. But I don't think Man City will beat Manchester United. I know the next topic is the game of the week. And the Derby. So I think I, I like Man United. I think they've found their identity a little bit. Bruno Fernandez is a is a is a true footballer. No one's really figured him out just yet. I think Man United take that game, and I think we win that win that title a little bit. I'm, I'm saying they win, not a draw. Is- Man United with a win. The win. Well, I'm looking at the stats right now, looking at the numbers. Um, okay. Game of the week. This is the 183rd Manchester Derby. That is Oof. tomorrow. I apologize. It was. I thought it was today. It's tomorrow at 12:30. So for those of you tuning in, 12:30 p.m. Man City, Man United. I believe they are in Manchester United. 
at home. And Man U is currently sitting in fifth. Uh, how many points are they back? Three points back from Chelsea for that final spot in the UEFA Cup for the, the 2021 season. Man City currently sitting at the second in the second spot. Several games. Uh, let's see what. Well, they've got two games in hand, and I didn't know this, but I, I heard this on the the broadcast. Man City plays three more games before Liverpool plays their next uh, EPL game, so they're catching wow. up, which is probably good for Liverpool. Um, but back to our the game at, at hand. The it looks like they're calling Man U to have only a twenty percent chance of winning that game, which is overwhelmingly well, in favor of Man City. <laughs> and to be fair, you know, Man City's in pretty good form. They've won, you know, some big games. Real Madrid, they beat Leicester. Um, and Manchester United have only beat Bruges, Derby County, and Watford in their last five. So, you know, yeah, it, it's stacking up against Man United. But I just think this has been one of those seasons where Man City hasn't had it, and Man United is on this whole different trajectory. I, I could be very wrong, and they could get smacked, but right. I just like where Man, Man United's at. As long as De Gea doesn't come out with a blindfold on, then I think that they'll take it, hopefully. Oh, I agree. Uh, well, De Gea, and, yeah. I think that's the, the, the game-breaker there is De Gea. He and is just Gea, for sure. He is just lost. He seems like he's never played keeper before in his entire life. Yeah, and for you know, for a person, you know, for us, we love Liverpool. That'll be a fun game to watch. I think I'm I'm looking forward to that. But you know, we it doesn't really matter to us because if Man City wins, then good, we can take the title at the you know at their place. Uh, but if they lose, then it's great because we hate Man City. Exactly, they're becoming more of a threat than Man U. Um, I'm looking back at some of the, the games they actually played on January 29th in the Football League Cup and beat Manchester City with 10 men, 1-0. So they do have that wow. history. Um, and to your point, they the last team they've beaten that was decent was Chelsea. They tied Wolverhampton and beat Watford, which is more than Liverpool can say recently. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> tough and team, tied, tough team, and, Watford. And tied Everton. So... Um, you know they got a big they got a big win over Derby County in the FA Cup, which is again more than Liverpool can say. So they're, I think they're riding high. They've got they've got a couple of wins under their belt. They're building momentum in the right direction, and I could see this being a big tug of war kind of game as long as they can mm-hmm. Manchester United can contain Aguero, which has been a difficult task for teams over the years. But you know what what do, what do you think? Where's your uh, your key points for Man U over this during this game. I, I think that it's just it means more to Manchester United. And you know, they have the opportunity to solidify a Champions League spot. Man City sitting at fifty seven points, pretty pretty comfortable in second, not gonna get first, but now they have this Champions League ban. I just think in in, in Old Trafford, I I don't know if there's keys to it. I think it's gonna be one of the uh, an old fashioned derby, but I think Man United's more prepared. Uh, Harry Maguire has been playing great. Uh, you know, the outside backs are, are pretty solid. I think Bruno Fernandez is finally getting his groove and chemistry along with more, uh, Rashford. So I, I man city can always just go out there and, and win and score big, but man United, I just think they have a little more belief, a little more reason to go out and win this game and it's home. 
you know, Tom, theater right dreams, they call it. So yeah, I know. Well, so and, I, and they are on an upswing. They've been, they've been playing really well mm-hmm. for the past few weeks. Um, I think if you can, if they can get Rashford, Martial and uh, Bruno Fernandez working in, in unison with each other. And I, I don't think Pogba is going to play. I, yeah, I can't nah. I actually haven't read. What a waste. I know it's it's crazy that he has been world's longest ankle injury. uh, Yeah. Well, I think he's just waiting for a world cup for when he plays for France again. (laughs) Um, Probably. I think if Martial uh, Rushford and Bruno Fernandez play well on the attacking piece, they'll definitely be able to keep up with man city. Uh, It's going to depend on how well Harry Maguire and, and De Gea play. If De Gea is, lost in a loop like he normally is they had they don't stand a chance because uh, when man city gets a chance to score they don't miss so um what other thoughts do you have on that game who are you gonna who are you betting against we're gonna go to the gambling corner yes so i'll take i'll take man united which is just plus one they're they, they're the underdogs here, but I'm taking them because I'm pretty confident in that, and I think it's going to be an over game. It's going to be big scoring. Uh, the the over unders three as well as what the line I'm getting, so I'm going over. Uh, definitely going to be big. I four to two, three to two, maybe uh, in favor of Man United. I think it's going to be a great game, but That's a big one. Uh, look to look to see Kun Aguero score. He loves a good big six matchup. Uh, and look for Marcus Rashford to put one on the board. And I think Bruno Fernandez is going to be the point leader in that game. So give him an assist, give him a goal, uh-huh. maybe. Uh, so look there if you have any good prop bets on, on Bruno Fernandez. Get some yeah. easy money. I agree with you on Fernandez. He's been playing yeah. kind of on a different level since his transfer. And yeah, I there's, like been, there's been a couple of uh, kind of, is this going to work moments? Because, you know, they have all those high-powered uh, forwards with Rashford and Martial, but Bruno Fernandez, I think, is the piece that they were missing that kind of ties it all together. That connection between defense and offense, and for sure, and, and keeps that midfield intact for the most part. Okay, so we have on Wednesday, the 11th this week, uh, Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, 4 p.m. Mm. start time, round two or leg two of the round of 16. I'm uh, really hoping that we can get ourselves a win. And if you listen in tomorrow, we're going to do a preview of that game since we both have nine to five jobs, unfortunately, and don't live in England um, as much as we would like to. <laughs> uh, we will do a preview of that game and probably bring you a podcast after with some post-game wrap-up. And the next few games they have on the on the docket for Liverpool is Liverpool ev- at Everton on the 16th, which is a Monday, another unfortunate timing of a game. Derby. The yeah, they've got the Crystal Palace Liverpool game. Uh, Liverpool at home, Crystal Palace Saturday on the 21st, and the clincher potentially if um, Man City continues on their winning streak as well. April 5th. Oh, we're going to come have a nice two-week break in there. April 5th, we will be playing Man City at the Editad. And if that if that doesn't go as planned, they have Aston Villa next week, which they can wrap up the title on the 12th. So wow. keep looking for our podcast, The Red Fort, on all of your favorite podcast sites. Please share. 
check us out in, in the podcast notes for our, each of our Twitter handles if you want to tweet at us. Uh, and we'll see you soon. And hopefully enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of a great EPL weekend.